September 14th, Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 24. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group or by human authority. My call is from Jesus Christ himself and from God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending greetings to the churches of Galatia. May grace and peace be yours, from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. That is why all glory belongs to God through all the ages of eternity. Amen. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who in His love and mercy called you to share the eternal life He gives through Christ. You are already following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who twist and change the truth concerning Christ. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including myself, who preaches any other message than the one we told you about. Even if an angel comes from heaven and preaches any other message, let him be forever cursed. I will say it again. If anyone preaches any other gospel than the one you welcomed, let God's curse fall upon that person. Obviously, I am not trying to be a people-pleaser. No, I am trying to please God. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. Dear brothers and sisters, I solemnly assure you that the good news of salvation which I preach is not based on mere human reasoning or logic, for my message came from a direct revelation from Jesus Christ Himself. No one else taught me. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted the Christians. I did my best to get rid of them. I was one of the most religious Jews of my own age, and I tried as hard as possible to follow all the old traditions of my religion. But then something happened, for it pleased God in His kindness to choose me and call me, even before I was born. What undeserved mercy! Then He revealed His Son to me, so that I could proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When all this happened to me, I did not rush out to consult with anyone else. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. No, I went away into Arabia, and later returned to the city of Damascus. It was not until three years later that I finally went to Jerusalem for a visit with Peter, and stayed there with him for fifteen days. And the only other apostle I met at that time was James, our Lord's brother. You must believe what I am saying, for I declare before God that I am not lying. Then after this visit, I went north into the provinces of Syria and Cilicia. And still the Christians in the churches in Judea didn't know me personally. All they knew was that people were saying, the one who used to persecute us now preaches the very faith he tried to destroy. And they gave glory to God. Millions are crying, what can I do to be saved from the pressures of life? The pressures are just so great. 
We have great technology to save time, but we have less time than ever. Escapism is a subconscious mechanism to escape reality. Job said, my days are spent without hope. Isaiah the prophet said, even the youths shall faint and be weary. Cain, who had killed Abel, had a terrible guilt in his life. And he said, my burden is greater than I can bear. Job, who suffered so much in the Bible, wanted to die. Thousands of people are suffering from some sort of mental illness. We're called the tormented generation. The tensions in the home, problems at work, health problems, making ends meet. We want to scream at life. We want to escape from life. The psalmist said, and I said, oh, that I had the wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Have you said that? I'd like to just fly away from my problem, get away from it, and have rest. The psalmist longing to escape has become the cry of the world today, but there doesn't seem to be any way out for you. To those people, Jesus said, I'm the way out. Jesus said, I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shall be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In the sight of God, man is an individual. And God looks upon you as an individual that he loves. He has the hairs of your head numbered. He sees the sparrow fall. He loves you. He's interested in you. And he wants you to talk to him and tell him what your problems are. And he will help you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for you and shed his blood for you. And if you repent of your sins and receive him into your heart, you'll be saved. You'll go to heaven. You don't have to straighten out your life first. You don't have to go home and do something good in order to find Christ. You do that after you've come to Christ. We don't have to make ourselves well before going to a doctor. He sees sick people. He doesn't see well people. Jesus was called the great physician. He said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And we're all sinners, so are you. The blind man came to Jesus just as he was. The leper came just as he was. You can come to Christ tonight just as you are. You don't have to go and clean up anything. You don't have to go change clothes and put on your Sunday best. Just come as you are and say, Lord, I am just a person in need of Christ. I need to know that I know Christ. What do I have to do to believe? You have to become as a little child. The Bible says all the way through the New Testament that we enter the kingdom of God by faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 2, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. Now, grace means something you don't earn. You don't work for it. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't get good enough to get to heaven. The word believe implies commitment, surrender. You believe in the person of Christ. And that word believe means that you commit your life to him. You're not trusting anything for your future. The little boy 
that I heard about. He said, you know, this life is short, but from what I've heard, eternity is awfully long. And said, we better spend our time getting ready for eternity. Because we never know what the next hour is going to bring forth, what the next day is going to bring forth. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Come while you can.